Today in Agronomy on KFILAM AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota, on this sunny Wednesday morning here in November, or December. I'm already off, Allie. We're here in December already in our first show, and uh, kind of an exciting series we're going to start here, Allie, um, as we kind of really look forward to prepping for the for the 2020 crop, and certainly this time of year, maybe a lot of people making seed uh, decisions for next year, and I think looking at, you know, maybe some considerations for selecting varieties, corn and soybeans for your operation wouldn't be a, a bad place to start this winter series. Yeah, Josh. So I think when you get to this time of the year, there's a lot of data that folks are trying to sift through and to just help contribute to those decisions that they're making next year. And so we just want to make sure we're walking through, you know, taking a look at, we have a certain number of locations, by what percentage of likelihood do you have of selecting the right hybrid for next year? So I'm going to kick it off with a question for you, Josh, and that would be, what is the only thing worse than no plots? Yeah, this maybe we're maybe stealing this question from somebody. No, and uh, they probably know who they are. But it's a great question, and in my opinion, you know, I always answer that question. The only thing worse than one plot is the only thing worse than no plot is one plot, and that really kicks off the show. And uh, that may be a unique statement, but I think it stands very true, Allie. When we really look at the percent chance you have of making the right decision when looking at one one plot location, right. So I think I'm just going to dig through, if we're looking at just one comparison, to be honest, the odds of that hybrid winning the next time it's in that same field, it's basically a coin coin flip. You got a 50-50 chance. So if we look at, let's say a hybrid wins one single comparison by an average of three bushels per acre, you've got a 51% chance of winning that next comparison. If that same same hybrid wins by an average of three bushels per acre across 30 comparisons, that likelihood jumps up to an 85% chance of that hybrid winning that next comparison. Yeah, and that, that's an interesting thing, uh, Allie. And, and I love that that study when you look at that uh, of the percent chances. And uh, um, every year we do a lot of replicated plots across Southeast Minnesota Alley. And, and in a lot of years I manage that corn data set. And it is interesting that it, that 30 location at three bushel gives you that 85% confidence that you'll make the right decision. And every year when I'm running through our, our plot set, as soon as I hit 30 locations and say there's 10 or 12 hybrids in there, the rank order is pretty much set. I could add 30 more locations and the rank order likely isn't going to change. But until you get to 30, um, that is to me, that is the key number that when you start looking at local data, you want 30 identical comparisons in 30 different environments before you're really going to make a very accurate decision based on the plot set. And replication is everything. And, and now, Allie, when you look at that, you know, 30 locations, that might also sound like a lot, um, but how do you come up with finding 30 locations? What, are, what do you got advice for listeners that are looking for that kind of information? Well, yeah, I think the first thing is just asking yourself, how often is someone coming you with 30 plus replicated plot locations? And what we do here at Pioneers, we're really focused on, I don't know if this is a word, but we're focusing on that hyper-local on-farm testing. And our sales reps help us contribute to this in a humongous way. So this year across Southeast Minnesota, we had 51 replicated corn locations, 38 replicated soybean locations. And you've been doing this for about six years now. Um, So really tremendous to have that data set and not just one year to look back on, but years past as well, especially when we look at all the things we're working through this year, we might need to take a look back in some cases to really vet through what a product can do across our acres. Yeah, certainly, you know, 2019 from a, a plot quality standpoint, you think about all the rain, all the weather challenges and and just all the things that went into that, you know, poorly drained, well drained. And, you know, you, you get all kinds of things that happen in those, those trials. And certainly 
you know, having that many locations to look at is really critical. And you know, looking at plot data is one thing, Allie. You know, one thing if we look at production egg today, there's a lot of decisions we got to make. You know, the environments we put them in. But when you look at having 51 locations, but collecting other information to go with it, I think I get more questions like, "Hey, I love your plot data, but..." How did it perform in this situation, that situation, Allie? And maybe reviewing, you know, maybe some of those key attributes paired with local plot data that really might help our growers make some decisions. Yeah, Josh, like you mentioned, I mean, we want folks to be able to request that data that's going to match some of the management practices on their farm. So if we start walking through throughout the year, we're collecting early stand counts and then pairing that back to what our actual final harvest stand count looks like. But then just attributes by soil texture, fungicide versus no fungicide. Did you include an insecticide in that application? Um, And then even just digging a little deeper into, should we have N inhibitors out there? What is the benefit or not benefit to having those um, making side dress split nitrogen applications? There's so many factors that we can start to dig into. And with our ultimate goal being, like I mentioned, that you as a customer can come to us and we can really dig nitty gritty into that data set just out not just focusing on yield performance but taking that to another level yep and i really like looking at that two ways i mean number one it's great when you're selecting the variety of situations but i also like looking at that information um you know you can look at that hybrid by hybrid or you can look at just you know maybe the plot locations what was the, what was the response but number one i like to look at that number one i want to know how to really micromanage that hybrid i select but number two it's also nice when you look at the overall data is what is driving yield locally? You know, is it is it nitrogen management? Is it fungicide or is it, you know, certain, you know, soil types that drove it or, or what is really driving that next level of yield? And to me, when you start looking at that, having that overall and then also being able to pair that down to the individual hybrid of what's going to drive the yield for this hybrid, uh, to me, that's really important. Uh, Allie, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to jump into, you know, maybe looking at corn and soybean crop individually and and maybe look at some of the key factors uh, we want uh, to be considering as we move ahead into 2020.